Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories. You hear me? Stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. I always tell people, leave with your gifts. I always say, what's the gifts? It's your passion, your skill. It may be physical, might be mental, might be an inspiration, might be your faith. But know this, don't let your age, friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My interviews that I have on Money Making Conversations provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities. That's who I'm about to interview next. He's an entrepreneur. He's a CEO. He's an industry decision maker. His name is Chris Lee. He's played many roles on TV. Actor, singer, dancer, vampire, drug dealer, musician. <laughs> he is currently on the cast of the CW series Legacy. He don't know, but I, I watched that too. Currently airing uh, season three. He's a vampire on that, Jim Day. On the music side, his latest release is the new single, Miss, available now. While Chris was in the college, was in college he was casting the Broadway hit musical Hamilton, where he played two characters. We're going to talk about that. How you swing between them two, Thomas Jefferson and all that stuff, for their Chicago production. After that, he shifted to television, appearing on the Empire, because you can see, Swap, because he got physicality, and, re and recurred where I really fell in love with him on the shot. He was, the, he was the coolest drug dealer since Stringer Bell. That's what I'm just telling you right now. And Stringer Bell is legendary from The Wire. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. Talented young actor. I'm happy to have him on Money Making Conversation, Chris Lee. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for having me. <laughs> had to set you up, Chris. Had to let you know, man. I'm a fan. Yeah, that, was, that was a heck of an intro, bro. I appreciate that. You gassing me. I appreciate it. Well, let's let's talk about you, man, a little bit. Where you where you based at? Where you get started? Where, how did you get started in the in the just the love of entertainment? Because we have so many people have these aspirations, but don't, don't know how to jump it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm originally from Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. I was born in Augusta. My mom moved to uh, Atlanta. When I, I think I was about four, and uh, so that's that's where I grew up. in. I mean, you know, grew up in in, in a regular, you know, black household, you know, a single parent situation. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, my mom, you know, instilled in me the ideals of uh, of, of Christianity, and 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 my, my entire life is is definitely rooted in a true relationship with Jesus Christ. So first, giving honor to Him, and, and mm -hmm. so thankful that I'm here to be able to uh, share with you guys and everything. But uh, yeah, man. So I went to. I actually went to a boarding school when I was about fourteen years old. <laughs> right. And uh, just to kind of get out of the situation I was in, and to kind of explore uh, more opportunities when it came to you know the uh, the potential I, I feel my mom thought I had, and um, my my peers and my my educators thought I had. And so the the school is called the Macaulay School, located in Chattanooga, Tennessee, mm -hmm. and it's a college prep school, and they really just offer everything. You know, I, I mean. I remember the first time I toured the campus and, and, you know, found that you could not only do the, the, you know, like basketball and football and soccer and baseball, but they had like water polo and bending and canoeing and, and, and crew like rowing. And so it was just seeing stuff I had never known and being cultured in a way that was, that could only be beneficial because, you know, the knowledge I would gain, I didn't know I could use it later. One of those things being theater. Right. And so make a long story short, I lost a bet and, and, and uh, had to audition for the play. And I, I loved it. I, I, I mean, I absolutely, you know, I, I was so I wasn't really drawn to it. But once I was in it, I mean, the feeling that I had, I, it was kind of that, that space where you just know where you're supposed to be for the first time in your life. And I was, you know, 15 years old, I think, 15, 16 years old. I just knew, oh, okay, I want to be on stage. I didn't even know what that would look like. I didn't think I could have a career doing it, you know what I mean, because I was ill-informed. And uh, just where I grew up, you didn't really hear about too many people trying to pursue 
acting for real. You know, I mean, it just kind of, you saw people on TV and that's what it was. Um, but thankfully, God, I thank you for my mom for encouraging me, seeing the gifts that I had. I was, you know, I come from a musical family. Everybody could sing. So it wasn't really impressive to me that I could, I could, that I was musical at all because that's just, that was normal in my household. You sing all the time, sing in church. It was kind of like, not, more like a rite of passage. You know what I mean? You had right, to be kind of right. musical. You had to know how to worship and you had to know how to use that gift. And so, you know, I'm in high school and my mom, she sees me do a play and she's like, well, you're really good, dude. You should, you should think about going to college for it. And I was like, oh, you could, you could like major in this? She's like, yeah, you can major in musical theater, acting, music, all that. Okay. She, I was like, well, what would I do? She said, you, you can go to Broadway. And I was like, they get paid? She's like, Chris, they get paid. I was like, oh, man, well, let's just do I that. Love it. And that's really how it went down, bro. It really went down like that. Like, I, I auditioned at a bunch of schools, fell in love with Belmont University, and that's where I began my, my formal education on theater, where I had my first voice lessons, acting lessons, dancing lessons, and um, kind of honed the, 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 the talent I had into, like, real skill. And uh, during that time, I think it was around 2015, uh, Hamilton came out and mm -hmm. I became obsessed with the soundtrack like everybody did because at the time you couldn't see it you could just listen to it um, you know via Spotify iTunes you could hear the plot and you could hear uh, everything the characters were going through and it was becoming this phenomenon and I remember hearing it for the first time and saying like I'm gonna do that one day I, right. I didn't think it'd be six months later it ended right. up being six months later I was um, casting the role and opened it in Chicago went to Chicago started doing Hamilton I played the roles of Lafayette uh, Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, which is an iconic today um, role originally performed by Dobby Diggs, who's a good friend of mine now. And at the time, I was just blown away for, for the opportunity. So I was just a sponge. I was on stage with Broadway stars, Tony Award winners, Tony nominees, like taking that in. And, and to me, at the, at, I remember at that point feeling like, okay, this, this is it. Like, this is as big as it's going to get. Like, this is, I've reached the pinnacle. Like, I'm going to just sit here and enjoy it. And immediately... You know, after having done it, I felt this, you know, this kind of um, unsatisfactory feeling, like this thing, like, oh, wait, there must be more. Yes. I've, I've accomplished one thing. Maybe there's more to come. Maybe there isn't a line. Maybe there isn't like a ceiling. You know what I mean? Maybe I can, you know, do some TV, like see, you know, grow up watching Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence and Will Smith and Denzel, these black actors have such a wide range and do comedy and do music and play roles that, you know, were more serious and heartthrobs and, you know, more dramatic and dangerous and action-packed and superhero stuff. Maybe, maybe I can do all that kind of stuff. And so I took a shot. I left Hamilton in 20, I think January 2018, or uh, I guess it was June 2018, and just moved to L.A. with no job. Just took what little money I had, had uh, acquired um, doing Hamilton and right. went out there, got a spot, auditioned for a show called Legacies. A week and a half later, I was cast, not even, no, it was, I think it was about five days, I was cast and was told I gotta come back to Atlanta because we're shooting Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I've been here ever since. Mm -hmm. um, in between that time, I got the, the pleasure, because I was doing Hamilton in Chicago, I got the pleasure of doing shows like Empire that shoots there and, and other shows. And, and um, The Shy was, was definitely the one that kind of gave me the bug. The Shy was the one where uh, luckily, you know, Lena Waithe and Adam Glass, I mean, shout out to everybody who was, you know, helping me out over there. Um, I got, I, I, they let me fly. Like they let me take a character that they wrote for me. Oh, it was beautiful. A beautiful character, man. I, I'll oh, just let I, you know. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think he's great. You know, I remember auditioning for a role and I can't, I, I think it might have been, um, uh, I think the character's name is Mel Drake. And he's this weird older dude, you know what I'm saying, with a trap house. 
And I remember they said, yeah, you're not the right age, the right look. Like, we're not really looking at you for that, but you're really talented. So we'll see if anything comes up. Next day, I get a call saying, like, hey, we want to write a role for you. We want you in the show. So we're going to write this role. That's why you see him show up in the third episode and eventually have a, you know, make his appearances here and there. Right, right, right. But I remember by the time we got to the fifth episode, which is the block part, the big one where he, uh, Brandon, is spending the whole day with his cousin Hannibal. Um, it was just, it was one of those, those weeks where we shot it, and I was like, they really let me play. Like, they really let me come up with who I think this guy is in conjunction with who they, what the, the, the spirit of what they want the character to have. And they let me, I mean, go off script and, and just kind of- Well, the beauty of it, the yeah. beauty of it, Chris, was that, you know, like like I said, you know, you're a drug dealer, okay? Yeah. And, 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 and so, but you were able to make him likable. You were able to make him like, man, I like that dude. You was a, first of all, you want to make everybody understand you are no stupid guy. Okay, this is a right, business right. decision. You know, you're just making business because guess what? And I love that spin on it because you're going like, okay, look here, hold up, hold up, hold up. Especially when you open that little cool shop where you always <laughs> had to have a, you know, a, a, a membership to get in. <laughs> you know, but the, but I, what I want to talk about that character because the brilliance of, because you're brilliant, man. I'm, I'm just going to let you know it because I've had the pleasure of being a lot, a lot, I know still today, work around a lot of talented people. And that little acting step, the ability to be able to connect the dots, you're able to pull it off. And so my whole thing is that that's stepping beyond what they put on paper. What natural right. instinct is leading you in that direction? Because you're brilliant, young man. I, I, it was a person so like you I wanted yeah. to bring on the show because you step into another level. And I'm just going to throw it out there. We're talking on that Denzel Washington level. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, that, and that's a beautiful thing, but he can't sing, though. So you got that blessing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so so talk about really trusting yourself, walking through that that, that next wall. Yeah, man, it, it really is. I think it's all about what your desire is. You know what I mean? A lot of people value um, different things. Uh, I find that in, when people have the pursuit of entertainment, a lot of times they they see the glamorous part of it, right? Like they see the money you can make, the fame you can gain, the Instagram followers, TikTok streams, all that kind of stuff. Like you see, you know, what it, what it could, what you could gain from it. And I think that I just kind of, I, I don't I don't know why, I just never had that in me. It was really more about the art. Like, I, I love acting. I love singing. I love writing. I love performing. I love telling stories in completely different vehicles. And so I'm, I'm not really concerned. I never was really concerned about getting the job or, or, or making the money or, or what I'm a, the level I'll be at. And I think that's what it is. I think the trick is to... The level should be personal, right? If you're trying to, uh, you know, reach the, the next pinnacle of whatever it is you do, let you you be the pioneer of that journey. You know what I mean? Don't let it be uh, some kind of outside standard informing what like what move you should make, right? Like the, if 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 ex, like money follows excellence, right? So you walk in anything in excellence and 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 in the heart, like crazy work ethic. And, um, and you keep, uh, you, there's this reality check that you keep in yourself saying, I'm in the right place doing the right thing. And you consistently better yourself in that regard. You never have to worry about what it looks like to everybody else. Oh, what do I make this look like? Oh, you know, yada, yada, yada. And so it, it really comes down to what is, what is your true goal? What is your true passion? If it is being an excellent actor, it shouldn't be about the Oscar. It should be about being an excellent actor. If you get the Oscar, Cool. That's that. Like that's what's up. And no shade right. to any kind of wars. But like the the goal shouldn't be to 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 
get a thing rather than to be a thing. And so when it comes to that role like the shy, I was given an opportunity to do something that hadn't been done in some regard. And so that was what was important to me. So I, I studied, you know, when it came to him, he, the guy has multiple streams of, net of, of revenue. Him right. being likable is beautiful, the fact that he's a drug dealer, but it's because him being a drug dealer was only a means for him to uh, broaden the scope of his revenue income. It right. wasn't like he was trying to push on anybody, you know, you need to sell weed because, you know, uh, you know, you need to be a bad person. It's like, no, nah, we're in a situation as black people in Chicago, where we're limited. There's only so many things that people are checking for us to do. And so I found a way to take that thing that is bad or evil or whatever and turn it into a positive, turn it into something I could build on, employ people, keep myself evil. <laughs> and eventually, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be legal anyway. Yes, so, like, yes, what are we talking yes, about? You know? Yes, yes, yes. No, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's special, man, when I see you. I see you as directing one day. And um, and I, I'm pretty sure you, because the creative side of you, here's a great thing about it. I got to go back to your mom, you know, because, you, you know, as kids, she didn't, you know, you know, a lot of people say they see entertainment, they see sports, they go, my kid can't do that. Your mom go. Your mom said Broadway, and like, like, like she wasn't thinking small with you. She said Broadway. Right. So right. talk about your mom, man, because you know, man, she's, my mom, she's beautiful, I mean, my mom man. Is, I mean, I'll get too emotional if I get too deep, but I can I can definitely say that my mom is is the reason that I mean anything good in me came from her. Right. You know, anything bad in me that was what I learned them all because because there's just not a mm -hmm. evil bone in her body. And the and the encouragement was specific because I I wanted I want to make myself clear. It, I don't think, you know, my mom is a big believer in um, she doesn't like the saying, follow your heart, right? She doesn't like that the idea that if you want to do something, that's the thing you should do. She believes that God gave us gave us specific gifts. There's something that makes people individuals, right? Like, you know, that I can't do what you can do, what he can do, what she can do. We all are different for a specific reason. Find what it is that is your gift. And then think big with that, right? If I would have gone to her and said, I want to be a, a ballerina, by, and I'm 14 years old, never taken a class, you know, never, you know, stretched a day in my life, never done any kind of dancing, that would be kind of out of pocket, right? right. That would be kind of like, well, that may not be your gift. You have not shown any interest in it. You don't really seem like you have the talent or the, the discipline to, to live that lifestyle. What you do, however, show is that, you know, you, you have a very creative mind right. and you can translate that very well physically in your voice in your acting in your writing etc so why don't we see if you know we we can go in that lane and i want you to think big i want you to think what's the best thing you can do <laughs> yes. make that the goal and do all you can do to get to that place it's never and there's no plan b there's no second option there's no like if this doesn't work out i should go here it's like no nah, you said you were going to do this do what you can to make that happen or die trying you know what I'm saying? And that, that but, is but the topic of sure that Chris, thing is something that's practical for you. But you say, Chris, though, you, said, you said no plan B. But your plan yeah, A, no acting. Your plan A, singing. Your plan A, dancing. Your plan yeah. A, being a musician. That's yeah. a hell of a plan A, brother. That wasn't a yeah. plan A in one thing. That's yeah. what she saw. She was telling you, look, you are my child, but this is what I see. That's why I yeah. say, for you, to, you can't say there was no plan B because your plan A was stacked. Stacked. Yeah, man. I think I think it, it just kills the narrative. 
that your career has to be singular, that there's a one thing you do, a one thing you're good at, right? I yeah. believe wholeheartedly that, and, and, and this is why we have different kinds of friends and we meet people in different areas of life and they are, they, that we have a relationship with them that is very specific to how we met them. It's because people are multifaceted. Who are we to limit anybody? Who, who, who am I to tell you, oh no, stick to that and don't ever think about doing that. I, 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 why, would, why would I do that? And, and who has interest in that? Like, you know, the, the beautiful thing, man, is that you can have multiple plan A's for sure, but it's because you're a multiple planned person. Like you're a multiple, uh, a multifaceted human being. So there shouldn't just be one thing that you're good at. You know what I mean? Some, I mean, when I think about some of my favorite actors that also have these hobbies of like making shoes or designing clothes. <laughs> right, or, I mean, right. you look at the, the icons, when you look at your Kanye's, your Jay-Z's, you know, your Leah, like you think of people who we, they started out as something that they were excellent at. And today we know them and kids know them to the kids that are coming up, know them for completely different things. You know what I'm saying? Right. I remember going up with Jamie Foxx being on In Living Color right. and having the Jamie Foxx show mm -hmm. today. He's an Oscar award-winning, Grammy award-winning, like household name. That's mm -hmm. not the same thing, and mm -hmm. it's because of his multi-faceted um, way of going about life. Wayne Brady, another example. I remember him from the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm -hmm. And like, okay, that's your talent. You can improv. Man, I've seen that man. He's Grammy nominated, been in multiple <laughs> acting world roles from all stretches of the imagination, right. and can, and has his own multiple businesses. You know what I'm saying? It's a household name. Right. So for me, it's about if if if, if one human being can do that who's to say that all human beings can't do that so i'm an i'm an encourager to young people i'm an encourager to people to older people to anyone in their journey it, it's all about that it's all about what they say success happens when preparation meets opportunity yes. if you're prepared for multiple things and opportunities for multiple things come up you will succeed in those things right but you have to have the preparation you have to have done the work and have the discipline and, and, and really hone the work ethic to get this thing that you do. You know, there's a book called Outliers I Love and it talks about 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours doing any one thing makes you an expert in that thing. How, how many of us have actually spent 10,000 hours that we can count, you know, honing a specific skill? You know what I mean? You spend 10,000 hours here, 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 and here. You know, you take two hours a day and do the three things that you love. Eventually, you get to the point where you're a master of those three things simultaneously. And so I think it's just a different way of, of disciplining yourself and really believe in a big part of it, bro. Big part of it is that belief, right? That yeah. that faith aspect that I that I hold so dear is that there's nothing you could tell me I couldn't do if I say I want to do it. And, and I, that I believe is, that. And that's a, that I think that's a choice people really have to make in their lives is, you know, how much am I going to let the practicality of my situation or my circumstance define what I'm really gonna do. How much of it can it just be me saying, I'm gonna do it and really die and try it? You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm mm -hmm. really willing to go there. I'm really willing to die broke and hungry chasing the thing that I know I was purposed to do. Wow. Uh, when you say the word imagination, okay? Yeah. And I wanna bring imagination when we're talking about the third season of Legacies. Because <laughs> you better have an imagination when you're dealing with vampires, werewolves, you know, yeah, warlocks, uh, uh, demons. Okay, yeah. now that's a stretch of your imagination. You had an opportunity. You see, you, you, you're in L.A., you audition for It's the third season. You play the character Caleb. And the other brother on the show, his name is M.G. You know, they like uh -huh. say, now y'all family in a sense, you know. He's a yeah. vampire. So talk about that whole, because, you know, I, I watch you on the show. It's like, you know, it's all because I've been around acting so much. You know, you can almost see a... a, a a moment in your head where you have to imagine 
this is I gotta act like this real, but I know it ain't real. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I mean, especially when you get into those scenes where you're just acting at a green screen, or right? Like, you know, nothing, you know the monsters close, but it ain't nothing there, right? Uh, you know what I mean? But but that I mean, the big reason, like if not the number one reason, I accepted the role when it was offered was because it was something completely left field, different yes. than anything I ever thought of. You know, mm-hmm. and it takes. Uh, I I think personally, it takes a very committed actor to do a good job in a supernatural world, you know, mm-hmm. because you're dealing with things that absolutely aren't real, that just, that cannot be proven. They're not, we don't like, we're not talking about just, you know, oh, my girlfriend breaking up with me and I slept with her best friend. And so now that's the story of the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I can get her back. That's something that can happen in real life. But a dragon appearing out of the air, breathing fire and me, you know, <laughs> taking my fangs and biting some girl's right. neck off. Like that, that doesn't happen. So, Imagination is key and in, 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 in to be able to live in a world where you truly have to, you have to believe in the moment as the actor that the character really believes this thing and is really living in this world. That's the whole gig. Like that's the whole, in, in order for the show to work, everyone has to be that committed to that thing. And it's the same thing with superheroes. It's any, any you know, Superman movie, Justice League, Marvel movie, mm-hmm. those actors, the reason they're so successful is because we look at that world and we believe it. We believe, yep, Iron Man is gonna win because <laughs> he's, he's Iron Man. He's you know what I'm saying? The Hulk is gonna get mad and turn green because that's what happens in this world. We're not thinking about, oh, this is make-believe. That There's no fun in that. There's like, we're not watching it to pick it apart and say, oh, this is a make-believe world. Now we're in it because it has convinced us in our imagination that it's a world that could exist, that does exist. And so that's the fun part of it. I think imagination is key. And it's the, it's so fun. Like that's the, that's the fun part. I can, I mean, I, I could play some kid from Atlanta mm-hmm. that's black with dreads that, you know, is musical. Like I could, I could do what I am, but to, 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 to portray something that I'm just not, to, to that, I mean, that's the, that's the acting part, you know what I mean? Right. right. The, the, the beauty of it is that uh, when I'm watching the, the, these different levels, you know, whether it's a SWAT Empire, sh- Shy, you know, the Hamilton experience, and yeah. now this legacies, I'm, I'm looking at you, I'm going, okay, the, he's unstoppable. You know, I, I, my purpose of bringing you on the show was just let you know you're unstoppable. Just to, and I didn't know that you already had that, that queen pushing you, call your mom, you know, then she'd let you know you was unstoppable. So I'm just adding fuel, you know what I'm saying? If you're on yeah, fire, yeah. I'm just putting more wood on the fire, putting more gas yeah. on that fire because you're special, man. And I, but before we leave, I just want to talk about, you know, on one, on one scene, you know, you, you, you was rapping. I said, that's brother, this brother, you know, and I can tell you ad lib, man. I'm telling you, I be looking at these, I love, the, I love looking at talented people, man. I just sit back, my wife go, boy, you just, I said, I said, I'm going to interview this young man. I said, look at him. I said, and, and then, and so you have, so music is important. You got a single I called Miss, you got yeah. a, a new album, 1000, you know, yeah. so talk about the, the single, because I want to make sure, you know, we don't play music on our show, but I want to talk about why music is a passion, why it's important to release this single and your upcoming CD. Absolutely. So, yeah, first of all, Miss is out streaming on all platforms. You can get on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music is there. <laughs> um, Miss by Chris Lee. Uh, that song was fun, man. It was the, it was it was one of those beautiful moments that I wrote a song um, that I did not plan on writing or necessarily being good. at. I put no effort into it. I was just having fun. And it, I, I would show every friend I showed was like, oh, yeah, this is the one you need to drop like now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my partner and I got it together and we released it. And um, yeah, man, I, I, I mean, the whole music is I, I, it is 
truly a part of like the fabric of my being. Like it, I could not escape it if I wanted to. Like I said, my whole family's musical. My mom is the musician of the family. She's the singer. She has the voice. Um, she is, I mean, she has the anointing on her that is just undeniable. And it, you know, and my grandmother, grandfather, my, my father, his, his mother, my entire family, it can sing, <laughs> they, they, they're musical. So again, I came from a household that it wasn't really like, I just didn't think about it being something that you show off to make money, like something that you use to, to really like, you know, in a, in a career, because it was just, it was like, it was like drinking water. It was just the way it was. I, as a kid thought everybody could sing because my family could sing. I thought the whole world knows how to sing. It took a while for me to realize, Oh, some people really don't have the same, you know, ability, uh, the same talent, but yeah, man, it's just a part of who I am. And so I, I I've always sang and then, you know, I always wrote songs and I, I never really thought that I could really do it as I didn't know if I wanted to be a music artist per se. Um, and I had been in a group in college, you know, two of my friends uh, and I would, would perform shows and we had a fun run. And then when I got Hamilton, I, like I said, it was a spark when I got there. Like, you know, after I had performed the first night, I realized, oh man, I really can do, I can do anything I want to do, like right. anything. Mm -hmm. So why not try to like make music? And so I released the EP uh, entitled In My Feelings. That's available everywhere too. And it was my first thing and I did it by myself with, with my friend. Uh, we wrote and produced everything by ourselves and just dropped it just to see the effect. And I had gained fans from Hamilton and fans from The Shy. So I would tour to different cities and do sh little shows, you know, where about 200 people, 300 people could come out and they would come out and they <laughs> loved the music. So I was like, oh, maybe I need to like really kick it in gear and do this for real. Right. At the same time, I'm booking legacies and my TV career is kind of taking off and mm -hmm. taking a lot of my time. So it's been like a balance of like doing, trying to like, you know, do my due diligence with my music and do my due diligence uh, in my acting career. So it, it's a, it's a, it's a fun ping pong that goes back and forth. Um, but music is definitely a huge passion of mine. And I'm, I'm big on writing, you know, I'm doing, did a writing session, a couple writing sessions this past week for some cool artists that are going to drop some cool music. Um, I've been in the studio with, you know, legends and, and it's been so fun to absorb. So I consider myself in the beginning stages of putting my music out there. So Miss is, is a single that is starting a new era of the sound that you will, you will gain from me going forward. Um, so please listen to it, y'all. Uh, definitely enjoy it. Send me comments, feedback, hit me yes. on Instagram, DMs, yes. all that kind of stuff. Um, let me know how y'all are vibing to the music, and I'm gonna continue to release more um, uh, and just just share with you what 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 it is that I love to do. Well, I, I want to thank you. You know, uh, we, we we did a journey in this interview. We talked about the Hamilton experience, playing two roles. Talked about being a, a Georgia boy. You know, yes, talking about a mom who believed you in your boarding school. Um, talk about going from Empire SWAT, you know, the shy, where I fell in love yeah. with your your abilities, brother, your abilities. And now you're on the legacies, which is on the CW in the third season playing the character Caleb Harkins. Like I said, you had a, you said plan B wasn't an option. I go back to what I say. Your plan A, Chris Lee, is stacked. Actor, <laughs> singer, dancer, musician. I'm going to tell you how more stacked it is. In the beginning, I said I have celebrity. You got that. I said I have CEO. King of exactly. game music, okay? Yes, okay, I say have entrepreneur, king of game music, okay? Yes, Industry decision maker, you're a beast, boy. You're a beast. Thank you, Don't this change, has been man. so encouraging, man. I appreciate you, and I love what you're doing. I love the encouragement you're giving to black people, to all people, man. And, 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 and you know, as, as confident as I am in my 
and I'm sure a lot of performers are, it always feels good to, to, to be reaffirmed over and over again. We have to build each other up, man, especially yeah. during this time, during pandemics, um, mm-hmm. when we're coming off of a lot of huge racial tension and people mm-hmm. dying. It is important for us to be able to boost each other and continue to share our gifts. So I appreciate you and your time. Thank you for having <laughs> me on the show. It's my honor. All right, man. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. Thank you.